Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler, and this is Conversations Radio, episode number 75. Tonight's guest will be the legendary Debbie Derryberry, and my co-host will be Jet Walker, voiceover artist as well. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. On Twitter, we're at Converse Radio, that's like the shoe without the E, and on Facebook, we are simply Conversations the Podcast. If you like what you hear, or even if you don't, drop me a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. I love getting email. Thank you so much. And again, all our podcasts, all uh, soon to be 75 podcasts, are on Apple Podcasts. So you can go to the iTunes store and search Conversations Radio, and voila, they're all right. They're detecting quite nicely. Again, at the iTunes store, just search Conversations Radio. Hey, a great show tonight. I want to thank our guest from episode 70, 74, Gabriella Graves. Gabby is an actress best known for her role as um, Arizona, or is it uh, Delaware? Delaware. <laughs> On Disney's Coop and Cammy, Ask the World. She's also got... Quite a phenomenal voiceover resume as well, with work on uh, Spirit Writing Free, uh, as well as uh, Costume Quest, Sophia the First. Everyone's been in that. She has done uh, just um, a ton of stuff. Her new uh, project coming out soon is The Chicken Squad on Disney Junior. She plays Sweetie. So check that out. Again, a phenomenal actress, voiceover artist, and musician as well. They've got a nonprofit making music for kids that are seriously ill. And that's at imcourageous.net. Go ahead and check that out. And her website, again, is gabriellagraves.com. That podcast is online. Check it out, episode number 74. Tonight, a great show. It's all about voiceover. And I've done a number of podcasts uh, regarding voiceovers, and they've been well-received because it's a thing. And even during... This pandemic chaos, the VO community has stayed very, very busy because a majority of established voiceover artists are working out of their home, which is kind of cool. Tonight's guest is going to be Debbie Derryberry. And my co-host, returning co-host, uh, you know her as the voice of Universal Kids. That launched a couple years back, and uh, she basically voiced all of their bumpers, their intros, their outros, and everything. And it won her a Sovis Award. And she's trained with our guest and others, but we'll uh, bring her in right now. I want to welcome back to Conversations Radio, episode 75, Jet Walker. Jet, hey. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? Ma'am? Sir? <laughs> There's actually a, actually a funny story there you'll tell me later. So uh, kind of, uh, but, but it is ma'am. Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Hanging in there during uh, COVID-19. Yeah, now, again, you're in the situation as well. You guys have a home studio there uh, in L.A., right. so you're able to do a lot of stuff from home. And you recently posted some pictures, and you're really quite at home there behind that board. Oh, yeah. I'd say I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty practiced with um, all of my recording programs. Yeah, for sure. And, of course, uh, Dad, Robert W. Walker, uh, the iconic Robert, Robert W. Walker, uh, helps you out as well. But you really kind of... Uh, 
blaze your own trail on uh, on this one. Universal Kids, of course, your big thing, but you've got more stuff coming up as well, right? I yes, I do. I'm recording a, a series right now called Droners. It's an animation. It's about this girl who likes to race with the drone and all these crazy courses, and it's really fun and really zany. And I really love playing her character. Can you give us some of her, some of the voice? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> let's go, everybody. Hurry. Um, quickly, Oro drone load. Love it. There you go. Love That's it. Cool. And again, what I like about you is your voice is so versatile. You've done um, obviously so much. Your funny story, though, we'll tell that later because okay. uh, it's it's pretty funny actually how you got the part uh, as or got the job as the Universal Kids official voice. Tonight's guest is Debbie Derryberry. If you've done voiceover. Or you know folks that do it, then you know Debbie. Debbie Derryberry, uh, best known for her role as Jimmy Neutron, uh, is a voice actress. And she's even ridden a whale. We'll talk about that later as well. She hails from Indio, California, now living in Los Angeles. Currently, she voices the role of Maureen Murphy and others on F is for Family. And I got to tell you, Jet, you were right. This show is it's pretty edgy. <laughs> Uh, again, nails nails the voice, and she's done stuff for Doc McStuffins, Scooby Doo, The Adams Family, uh, Monster High, as well as Draculaura. I really am looking forward to talking to her. I'm going to bring her in. I want to say hello, good evening from Los Angeles, Debbie Derryberry. Debbie, how are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. What are you doing over um, there? Are you rearranging furniture, or I heard some noise in the background. Oh, I actually, I did. I turned the microphone back on when I was dusting. I'm a little OCD, and I was looking at my monitor, and there was a speck of dust, and there was a Kleenex and some water, and I went to town. I hear you. I cleaned it up. The I dust is gone. I'm just saying. Look at that. Do you, now, do you have that Do you have that box of those lens cleaner wipes that say, sell at Costco? You get like... Um, <laughs> You get like those three, are in the bathroom, you get, um, Mike. You, you I get, keep those in the bathroom. You get like three thousand for ten dollars. They're like they, you never run out of those things. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, well, very good. Uh, welcome to Conversations Radio. Uh, it hey, is, so happy to be here. Nice to, to talk to my jet buddy again. Yeah, and you. We have um, a, a number of, of mutual friends. Obviously, uh, Susan Bennett. We had Susan on a while back. Uh, amazing and and also uh my colleague and friend jason lewis jason yeah. of course, jason of course the official voice of uh donkey and uh he voices optimus prime and he's doing uh he's done stuff for uh uh justice league and all kinds of things uh but he's done some workshops with you as well it's a very small community and certainly um to be involved in some training uh can definitely help um like, I've been in it for a really long time, like twice as long as Jet's been alive, probably. <laughs> and um, it's the same people and a lot of new ones. And certainly since everything's virtual now, um, everybody can do it from anywhere. So um, I, it's always been a really tight-knit community and supportive and loving and friendly and not backstabby at all. Just like a lot of really friendly, wonderful folks. That's what I hear. Your beginnings were, were, were in Indio, California, uh, born and raised, and somewhere along the line, you ended up in Nashville. So what's the story I'm, there? I'm the person from Indio. Mm. I'm the one. <laughs> yes. And 
Um, I actually was a pre-med at UCLA. So I went from Indio to LA and then I decided after graduating, I didn't want to go to med school. I wanted to, I always played guitar and sang and wrote songs. So I moved to Nashville to be a country music star, but nobody would hire me to sing like a grown-up. But they did hire me to sing like a baby. So (laughs) I sang, I was a session singer as a kid. In my 20s, I just sang like a, you know, seven-year-old. Oh, wow. And then um, somebody saw me in a play I did there and put me in a TV show with Jim Barney. And then I got in the union and somebody else said, you should do cartoons. And I was like, what is cartoon voices? I don't even know anything about that. I thought Fred Flintstone talked for himself, for gosh sakes. Me too. Anyway, yeah. they, I sent my little singing demo to LA agents, um, casting directors, and they were like, good voice, but you got to live here. So long story short, I moved back to LA, signed with an agent, started working and 30 years ago. And it's funny you mention that because with technology the way it is now, you don't have to live here. So, <laughs> you, you know. You don't really. Yeah. Um, but... To get the connections and all the years I've spent meeting people in person, they know, people know who I am now and I know who people are now. So if you're, and and of course we're not meeting people in person now anyway, but that component isn't available to people. Like if I wanted to, you know, go to um, the East Coast for a while, I could still record from there. Right. And and Jet, and Jet, you'll agree that networking is a very important part of this. Yes. I, I mean, mean, you really have to let everybody know who you are. Social media is important, but when you meet someone in person, they get a feeling of who you are and how easy you are to work with. And when they've directed you once or twice and they see your style, are you someone they want to work with again? Are you easy? Are you directable? Do you take adjustments? Blah, blah, blah. And again, like I said, t- technology, t- 25 years ago, it was much, much different. And now with, <laughs> with, with, with Pro Tools and everything else, everyone's got a PC. And then Home Studios kind of came in, came into play. And the ball game really changed. And I, I work at Universal Studios. And literally, we've got people that are doing voiceover work that are doing it from their laptops. They're like, hey, I just got this, I just got this email. They want to hear this. And they'll sit there record it right there in the, in the break room and then send it off. I mean, that's what uh, that's how good the technology has got, you know, on this. Pretty much. I mean, for audition, that'll work. For production quality, um, you really have to have um, a, a pretty silent booth, Yeah. which Jet and I both have really silent booths. And I teach a lot. I coach a lot of people in VO and help. And right now, you know, financially, people are having a tough time. And yeah. there are some amazing, inexpensive ways and brilliant, clever ways I've seen people set up their home booths with corners and moving blankets and inexpensive microphones. Sure. I mean, not that it's free. It, it is pricey setting up yeah. a home studio, but, you know, it's affordable. You do have to sink a little money into it, but you could go from, you know, 700 to 75000 and again, the, pho- the phone line as well, the T1 line, if you decide to go that route. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, you, you just go in via Skype or how do you connect usually if they need to hear you? Oh, most of the studios do Zoom connect. Okay. Um, and you're, uh, sorry about that, We're, we Zoom for the face-to-face and then we connect via Source Connect. Or, I and if I'm like with Nickelodeon, they like Source Connect, 
but they also like me to run a recording track in the background. So I'll run Adobe Audition in the back and record my own um, track, which I will send to them or I'll have as a backup if anything goes wrong. So Source Connect sort of does it, and there's a few other um, systems where the engineer in another location can kind of walk right into your um, software and grab your live record. How did you find your voice, your voiceover voice? Um, well, I, my natural voice is about here. This okay. is what I sounded like my whole life. And then I started working on it and I got it down to here. So now I can speak normally here. Um, and I can sound older here, although my jobs seldom are like big burly women. Yes. They're usually still little boys and girls and maybe teens, sometimes young moms and really old ladies. So I started out comfortable with my little girl voice. And then when Jimmy Neutron came, that was kind of like a long shot for me. I was like, I don't know if I can sound like a boy, but I did. <laughs> and from there, I've, um, you know, I've had a lot of years to work on uh, all my different voices and I've analyzed them because I'm, I'm kind of from a science background with being a pre-med and right. all that stuff. And I kind of analyze things that way. So I wrote a book called voiceover 101 how to succeed as a voice actor and it's not so much an acting book as it is the business and the technical aspects right although it is an acting job i mean ask jet it's this is not something you can do if you're not an actor yeah exactly you there's... agree jet oh yes definitely it's all about playing everything up whenever you get the chance play it up at some point, uh, Jet knocked on your door and said, train me. So what was that all about? We had a mutual friend, have a mutual friend, Randy Thomas, who you probably know is the voice of, you know, the Oscars and Absolutely. all kinds of sure. amazing award shows and promos and, you know, radio imaging. She has this velvety, lovely, uh, confident sort of voice, mm -hmm. like opposite from me. <laughs> like she and I would never be up for the same audition ever, but, um, we were neighbors. And so we connected and became buddies and she's like, Hey, there's this really great little girl. Because when I met Jet, it's how long has it been Jet? Two, three years. Uh, it's, it's been more like six. I, I started training with you when I was 10 years old, 10 years old. Wow. wow. Wait, I'm... you're not driving. I am. Watch out. Okay, that's. That's crazy talk yeah, right scary. there. <laughs> what kind of car are you driving, Jet? Uh, I just I just drive my dad's uh, Lexus. Okay. There you go. Oh, is that all? Yes, all, yeah. Yes. You want to you want to <laughs> you want to train on those expensive cars, you know. <laughs> but but uh, so at 10, at 10 yeah. and again, Jet, you and I talked on the phone a couple of days ago when when you when you walked into to Debbie's studio, were you scared? Oh, it was a it was a mixture of feelings. It wasn't it was scared, nervous, really excited because I I like all the all the emotions because I I grew up watching Jimmy Neutron all my life, but, well my very short life so far, and um I w I was meeting the voice, the voice of <laughs> everything. So I was thrilled. I was so excited. And in my studio, I have 
a lot of pictures of, you know, cells and different voices I've done on the wall. And Jet walked in and she looked around. She kind of stood there and looked at the walls for a while. <laughs> and uh, her mom is, is just adorable. Oh, yeah. And um, really easy to work with. I mean, it was very clear to me that Jet was going to go far. Oh. Do a lot of voiceover artists also uh, give classes too? No. no, some of them do. I'd say there's a, um, so, some do. Um, I just, I know there are people that teach animation who have not done animation themselves, but teach it. And that's one approach. And I've been directed and I have directed. So I've kind of worked both sides of it, but I've done so much of it in so many auditions. I help them mostly from, well, from both angles, really. And I have a lot of, you know, top-notch voice actors that if they have a heavy-hitting audition, they'll uh, Zoom with me and we'll uh, coach it together. And I'll look to other people to help me coach on my own auditions, too. It's, it's a great little world. And, Jet, you're still doing that. You're still uh, training as well. I am. I train with... Uh, I train with Debbie. I train with Randy Thomas. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, again, a small world. Can anybody do voiceovers? No. Yes. <laughs> Is that no? I'm going to say... Um, it looks a lot easier than it is from the outside, okay. sort of like on camera acting. You're like, I can do that. Um, maybe someone has a really cool voice, but the acting portion of it is where I see things fall apart for people. Uh -huh. And the reading thing, getting it off the page, you have to be a good actor and an excellent reader. And at this point in, in the world, in the timeline, you also have to be technically savvy. Yeah. I know a number of my senior actors who are just amazing, but they can't work right now because they can't record and they don't have their home boots oh. and they can't go into a no-co-VO, a yeah. no-contact voiceover location because it's still dangerous, you know? Yeah, exactly. So um, not everybody can do voiceover. I I'm always happy to help people and give them a leg up and see and train them. I train people from the bottom up. Right. And I'm always excited when they succeed. And there's always places for people to audition and to get your feet wet. There's pay to plays, you know, where you, you pay a, a yearly fee and they send you auditions. There's all kinds of levels and all kinds of genres from animation to video game to promos to imaging and commercial and there's just so much. Sure. And I appreciate your honesty, by the way, because uh, I've got a background in radio. And I don't know how many times I've been approached and somebody said, hey, I've heard I got a good, a good radio voice. Can you get me a, a gig? And I, I'm very quick to, in, to inject some reality that it's not all about the voice. There's a lot more involved mm -hmm. in that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, Jet, uh, Jet's dad, Robert, and I have talked about that before, you know. Uh, it's uh, if you got the voice, it's what you do with the voice. But there's still other stuff involved too, and it is uh, it's so competitive. But the voiceover folks that I've that I've met through the years are doing very very well, especially the kids. And I'm seeing more kids now voicing kids' parts um, as opposed to in the past um, adults voicing kids' parts. So it's you know it's kind of a, 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 it's a fifty fifty thing. But 
there's definitely a lot of work out there because you've got obviously Netflix, you know, Nickelodeon, uh, Cartoon Network. So certainly, um, the chances are the, the chances are, are 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 good. But that being said, as as you said, you really got to work at it. And you also have to enjoy auditioning, Mike, yeah. because I may do. 100, 200, 250 auditions before I book something. Certainly. There's a lot of people out there and a lot of material. And a lot of auditions they have to, you know, and so anybody who wants in the biz has to compete with me and the other people who have been doing it for a really long time. You mentioned the one in 100, uh, you know, the one one gig out of 100 auditions. It's the same for TV and film. I mean, it's the exact same thing. That being said, in normal times when it's not COVID chaos, there are about 900 productions going on in L.A. Uh, at one time. That's, that's, that's going to be, uh, you know, TV commercials, films, um, uh, videos, video games. That's a whole thing as well. Now, you've done video games, too. How does that differ from uh, traditional voiceover, like animation uh, and, and whatnot? The differences that I notice between video game and traditional animation are... Um, when I do a regular cartoon, like say, you know, F is for family, I get a script, I read the whole script, I see the, um, the interactions, the scene, and I can figure out how I'm going to do my lines that way. In video games, you don't get the scene, you don't get the whole story, you get your little lines. That's it. When you go in, you go in alone. When you, uh, do a traditional cartoon, Often they'll be either the whole cast uh, on Zoom or just you, but you will at least know what's going on. Also, there's very little throat shredding that goes on in regular cartoons, but video games, I'd say 90% of it is throat shredding, which is, um, you know, the screaming, the dying, the um, the hitting, the getting hit, the uh, exploding, flying, all of those noises all those sounds you create, um, I train people in that, and it can be very damaging. So I am very selective as to what video games I will do at this point. Um, and the pay scale is quite different because yeah. in regular cartoons, you get something called residuals where, you know, if I'm not working, I get my residuals. But for video games, they just kind of did the contract so that you might get a little, but mostly you don't see a back end on video games. I remember that, that pe- I know that some of you guys, you guys were really looking for that uh, for quite some time. And it was, it was a thing. And I hope that that uh, improves because uh, well, I, your I voice. I think we get our nose under the camel's tent at least. <laughs> the door. Your voice is your voice. I mean, that's, that's your, you know, your thing. I, and again, um, on the video games, are you, are you recording bunch of words or phrases or do they put it all together um they give you usually um you know you have your character id when you when the player clicks you when you come to life and there'll be a, a series of lines for that and then there'll be you know maybe a couple scenes sometimes you'll get to see what the other person is saying not often um and the director their job is to take these 3,000 lines or however many lines there are and to know what's going on. So the video game director is really, you have to be in symbiosis with them. You have to be a team. You have to really flow 
to know what they're talking about and to get it done quickly. So to be a video game VO actor, you have to really be on your game, be able to take those adjustments quickly. And it's not like on camera where the actor can say, oh, okay, I'm dying or I'm sad. Give me a moment. You don't get a moment in video games. You learn tricks. Like say you're crying uh, in the next line. Well, I'll take a sip of water. I'll wet my mouth and I'll cry in the next line. <laughs> so it sounds like there's boogers there, but there's not. I love it. Let me stop down for just one second. This is Conversations Radio, episode 75. Our guest is voiceover actress uh, Debbie Derryberry, and our co-host is Jet Walker, uh, also a voice. Is it voiceover actress, voiceover artist? What is the uh, the title usually? Anything uh, goes. Yeah, I think Jet's right. Anything goes. On my um, book, I put uh, how to succeed as a voiceover uh how to succeed as a voiceover actor because it actor it's like you know male, male carrier <laughs> okay yeah but it actor is part of the title okay got it and i mentioned jet's story as well jet um of course a couple of years back got the huge opportunity as the voice of universal kids and we mentioned uh you know you, you voicing uh jimmy neutron for Jet, it was a little different. Uh, Jet, tell us a, the gender story about you getting uh, that role, that that part. Okay, well, it's very it's very ironic that you um, accidentally said sir at the at the beginning yeah. of the show. Because <laughs> speaking of that, so um, when I first got the news that I, I I booked the role of the the promo voice for Universal Kids, um, they they sent me an email. Well, they they sent it to my mom about when when I can get into the booth because th they were over in New York. So I had to be up early in order to record to fit in with their schedule. And in the email, it I, I forgot what the exact wording was, but um, something along the lines of, what time is best for Jet? We're, we're willing to work with him for ah. schedules so long as it's early. So they, they thought I was a boy. And um, I, I also had, there was another situation when I was recording for Corto, uh, the girl I'm reading for now for the Droner series. So there was um, the, the sound engineer, the two sound engineers, and one of them, uh, who didn't, she didn't know me very well. So this was, I think, the first time meeting her. And she referred to me with he, him pronouns oh. instead oh, wow. of she, her. I thought, I thought. That was funny too. Second time that's happened, <laughs> so that just that I I'll take it as a compliment because that shows that my voice can play any role fairly well, male or female. I would think versatility uh, makes you more marketable uh, as far as oh, yeah. work. Have you found that? Obviously, well, obviously, Debbie, you found that because you've done everything. <laughs> yeah, I do infants. <laughs> and toddlers and um, little girls, teenagers, uh, boys up to about 12 years old. Wow. Um, you know, between from 12 on up, I don't do boys. Yeah. And then um, ancients, what they call, you know, the, the old women um, or monsters or characters. You worked on Doc McStuffin with my uh, friend Robbie Wrist. 
I'm sure oh, that was, I I'm love sh- Robbie. I'm sure that was an band. experience because you know Robbie, he, he tells it how it is. <laughs> yeah, Robbie, I've known Robbie forever. He used to play in my band, and he, we actually did a, go- a gig at the um, where is that place on Sunset? You know, the really famous place that we sang at the Troubadour. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. we sang at the Troubadour with uh, my band, the Tasmaniacs. Uh, he's just an amazing uh, musician, and we love Robbie so much. Yeah, he Dr. Stephens was great. I played a, a, a squirrel. Oh. Um, and a lot of these shows these days will get on-camera celebrities to come and be either the principals or the guest stars. But when there's um, something that calls for a real voice artist, like a you know a squirrel or more than one character or a mushroom, something... Because usually on-camera actors just do their voice. And voice artists are more malleable and, and can give you more bang for your buck, like on Ephesburg Family. Yeah, I do play Maureen. I also play Philip, Bridget, Scott, Nurse Beatrice, Gert, and Kenny. Yeah. Wow. That, that so, is, I got to tell you, that's an amazing show. And um, I haven't heard that much language since watching Deadwood. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've hit season three, but I play the part of Bridget. Okay. She's the, the 10-year-old with yeah. the mouth. Really? She, she says things that would make a sailor blush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that show. It's so vulgar and so edgy, but I love it. What are you doing watching that show? I was going to say, girl? wait a second here. We need to talk. <laughs> You are not allowed to watch that show. I guess you're 16, but yeah, it it's a little um, raunchy, but wonderful. It, it, I got to tell you, some of the best writing in any show I've watched, yeah. not just because I'm on it. Excellent writing. Well, and you, and you posted some stuff on your Instagram, some some like some promo clips from the show, and it's like mm-hmm. it's like you click on it and, and boom, you inst- inst- instantaneously you hit this, 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 this barrage of language. It's like wow, <laughs> you know, and, and that's that's a draw. Obviously, you know, you couldn't promo those on you know network TV, but yeah, that's that's an amazing show, and I see a lot of longevity for that as well. Because I think you know, it's, 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 it is Adult Swim, so those tend to be no, no, it's it's Netflix. But I mean, it's but the the, the genre is kind of a yeah. yeah. My adults, I do have a show on Adult Swim called Tig Tone. That's not vulgar, but it is such a fun show. If anybody wants to watch Tig Tone, T I G T O N E, I play the co-star, a, a little purple creature named Helpy, and I help. And Boss Baby, what did you do on um, that? I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> you, I I think I looped on the movie. Okay. Um. I, I, I'm not a regular character on Boss Baby. Okay. Um, and I honestly can't remember all the things I've done. So I look at my IMDb sometimes, too. I saw this movie I did called Animal Crackers. Apparently, it's getting released. And I saw a post, and it said my name was on it. And I'm like, oh, really? And I went and looked, and I looped it. But, you know, sometimes we just do the gig, and we don't even know the name of it, really, right. sometimes. Right. You, you, you've done a lot. And again, Trolls, Trolls is a huge thing. Uh, working at Universal, obviously, I mean, they are very popular. When those characters walk out into the park, these kids go nuts. We used to, we, we had Guy Diamond for a while. Of course, Guy Diamond, his his trademark is he farts glitter. So, um, 
too. He would do his dance. He did a button inside and he would shoot glitter out. But again, that didn't last very long because it was expensive and and uh, people were getting offended, and so we had to stop that. But um, Monster High now, Draculaura. I, I I saw some stuff from that and loved that voice. Yes, Draculaura was probably the most popular of the Monster High girls, and um, she's sixteen hundred years old. She's a vampire, and she has so many clothes. Um, that was. A super fun show to do but even now I have so many Draculaura fans I I started this um you heard of TikTok sure um so I started my TikTok videos and people absolutely love Draculaura still even though they're still not doing the show right now um I don't know sometimes you just get lucky I hope everybody listening uh subscribes to my uh social media stuff especially the TikTok because it's really fun to watch it grow. And I, I'm, you know, it's like a challenge to to get verified. And then when you get verified, it's a challenge to get every sure. 10,000 views or subscribers or followers. And um, I'm just really uh, flattered by all the people that love Draculaura. And again, social media, um, certainly amazing and has changed the way things are done uh, in the business, voiceover and, and other entertainment genres as well. Let me just brag. Ask me how many views I have on my TikTok. Come on. Hey, Debbie, how many views do you have on your TikTok? 10.4 million. Holy cow. Wow. (laughs) How many on yours, Jeff? Do you have a TikTok, Jeff? 10.6. 10.6. Sorry, it keeps going up. We stand corrected. 10.6. Very good. Again, the hits keep on. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Social media is a lot. It is. It's constant, especially on Instagram, because I hate that the stories drop off in one day. So you're constantly loading stuff in there. You know, um, I think most folks that are that are really, really busy probably have a team that does it for them. Um, I do it all on my own. And it's again, it's it's a lot to uh, to, uh, to keep up with, but it's, it's all worth it in the end. And we'll be sure to make sure that we post and give all that information, how they can follow you all over the place and follow you and like you and all that stuff. Um, you've done some on-camera stuff as well. Uh, Free Willy, my God. I mean, to be able to ride a whale, what an experience. You know, um, I would never do that again um, because now I realize how horrible it is to have mammals in captivity. Sure. But, you know, years ago when I did that, over 22, three years ago, long time ago, when did that come out? I um I didn't feel that way right. because I wasn't as educated on the subject. But Certainly. when they, I found out they were looking for a, a tiny person that was the size of a 12-year-old boy to who was a scuba diver. And I've been an advanced scuba diver since 80, uh, 1980. Okay. Um, so I do a lot of diving and they needed someone to ride this whale for the boy. And... The men they found were a little too burly, so uh, and I've since that movie I've played little boys in costume two or three times, and it was an amazing experience riding that whale and being in the tank with them every day and pretending to drown and getting lifted up off the the bottom of the whale tank at at eleven o'clock at night oh. in the dark and um, knowing the killer whale was approaching and I had to be very still with no air 18 feet down Ooh. while a killer whale picked me up and brought me to the surface. Wow. 
and I agree with you as well. Whales are are are, are huge mammals. They don't belong in a tank. And, they do and not. Really, they belong to be. They belong in the ocean. Certainly. I mean, I could get on a platform soapbox there and go to town, but it was a very cool job. Nothing can take away how cool that job was. Very, very cool. And again, uh, my dog, Buddy, you, you've you written some songs here um, early on. You uh, got musical chops uh, th- through the years here. I know you guys have a band. I want to say the Sweet Pigs. Honey Pig. Honey, Honey Pigs. Pig. Pardon me. Okay. Certainly, I look forward to, at some point, listening to all of that, too. Now, do you guys play locally here yeah. in L.A.? We uh, we do. We had rehearsal two days ago, uh, seven feet of ten feet apart with masks on and tight three part harmonies. And um, bef- I I went to preschool music uh, years ago and did three preschool albums that I had a number one hit and a bunch of top ten hits on that for preschool. And that's uh, baby um, baby banana and the um, my dog's my buddy. But people can listen to me on you know Spotify, Pandora. Um, XM series, whatever, just put in Debbie Derryberry for your preschoolers. And country music on um, three-part harmony is just super fun for me, and I've played guitar and written songs since I was eight years old. Love country music. Loving country for sure. And bluegrass. I'm a big bluegrass fan, too. Oh, yeah. I just love the harmonies, you know? Yeah. It just makes me so happy. Well, and bluegrass, too. Bluegrass is, it's just simple songs from simple folks about life stories. You know, yep. and uh, we do a really nice version of um, I'll Fly Away from the um, uh, Brother Where Art Thou movie. Oh, wow. Yes. Very, very cool. So what's up next for you now? You got uh, again, uh, you're working on Ephesus for Family. What else can we look for you in? Yep. Well, Take Town. And okay. then I have a movie that I can't tell you that's coming out around Christmas on Netflix. Ah. And. You know, I'm I'm pretty much busy a lot, um, but the things I'm working on right now, I can't talk about because they yeah. make you sign these things called NDAs, which means non-disclosure, right. and exactly. you can't tell people about it. And again, I, I've but, got that before. It's it's, it's the uh, long lines of, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. So I I, I know that um, that drill oh so well. And uh, but I will tell you that I'm I'm busy. My calendar's booked up, but when Jet asked me to do this with her. I was yes. Let's do it. Do people like email yeah. you and, and email you and like you know? Hey, can you voice this for me? And and how do you approach that? Because I remember I remember talking to Susan Bennett and she used to get those emails all the time and said you know that if you don't reply and say hey if you want something voiced you need to talk to my agent. <laughs> no, I'll bark for my supper. No, I'm <laughs> I'm so happy to do it for people. Are you kidding? We we actors wait our whole lives to get a gig that anybody even knows about yeah and for me to have more than one of them i'm i'm grateful remember remember booking your first gig and you getting that first check what was that emotion for yeah. you um i don't remember <laughs> uh, and you and i are both products of the 60s so we're about the same age just so you know yeah. i didn't mean to you know blow your cover but uh so. i do remember um getting to stop waiting tables i remember when i said I don't have to wait tables anymore. I can support myself like this. Wow. That's great. I will tell my Gary Owen story, as I always do. Um, God rest his soul. God loved Gary. Um, My mom worked for uh, KGO TV in San Francisco. She was there for 25 years. They taped the pilot for The Gong Show there back in the 70s. It was a cold, wintry night in San Francisco. It actually snowed, believe it or not. So my mom was like, come on down, watch them tape this show. I said, okay. So I came down. Um, I was on the, the fourth floor uh, 
break room vending machines and whatnot. Uh, they had three studios there, and they taped the pilot in Studio D, which is their huge audience studio. They did a whole thing. Um, Ruth Buzzy was there, and all kinds of people. Anyway, so I'm 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 in there, and I, I walk in, and here's this man having a fight with a vending machine that took his money. And I'm like, I'm like, I know you. Who are you? He goes, I'm Gary Owens. I'm like, wow, you know, from Laugh-In. Uh, so all, 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 you know, said and done. Years later, I went to a book signing at Dutton Books in North Hollywood. Gary had written a book. And I went to Gary and I said, Gary, I met you years ago in San Francisco at the Gong Show taping. He, oh, yes, it was snowing that night. I remember that. And you were fighting with a vending machine. He goes, were you that kid? He remembered me. So it was amazing. Um, he was one of the sweetest, most wonderful men I've ever met. He was so kind to me and so talented. And it was just a pleasure to watch him work. And just a really nice guy um, all the way around. So. It's a series called, um, with Howie Mandel called Bobby's World, a cartoon with Howie doing his little Bobby's voice. And I played the little girl down the street. And, and Gary played, you know, one of the superheroes. Uh, it, was, it was great to work with him. Of course, I know him from Laugh-In, and of course, the the, the, yeah. the the hand over the ear thing is a bunch of crap, from what I understand. Um, <laughs> that's how I knew him. So again, to see him, you know, years later, at this point, Laughing was done. Um, definitely a highlight. I've got an autograph, a picture on the wall here, as well as uh, his book autographed, and I treasure those. It's uh, it's really really cool. Debbie Derryberry, uh, where can they find you online? At Debbie Derryberry, I'm going to spell it. D-E-B-I-D-E-R-R-Y-B-E-R-R-Y. And um, they can go to my Facebook voiceover page, which is Debbie Derryberry's World. Um, Twitter, TikTok, Insta. Um, yep. And you're on the web as well at DebbieDerryberry.com. A wonderful website, yep. by the way. And give us the title of the book again, because, uh, folks, you're going to want to buy this. Uh, it's definitely something to add to your voiceover library. It's a good read. If you have any thought of getting into voiceover, maybe start with the book and read that. It's called Voiceover 101, How to Succeed as a Voice Actor. And you can either get the book uh, in you know hard form or Kindle, and you can get it on the website or on Amazon. And also on my website, if you just want to check out voiceover and you don't know if you want to dive into a book, I have some really very in- inexpensive, affordable short you know 20 minute videos that you can watch sure that are just a little snippet so that you don't have to you know spend the bundle and dive in you can kind of get a feel for it how many cups of coat throat do you go through a year oh i'm um, throat, you know, throat coat throat coat well when i get a sore throat i probably can handle half a cup i just find the taste like makes me want to barf really okay. <laughs> so i just drink a lot of lemon and honey water and that works for you um, if my throat's sore, but um, like I tell all my students and actors, if your voice that you're doing hurts your throat or hurts your vocal cords, don't do it. Cause, and then if your voice does hurt, you got to just not talk. Gotcha. Until it's better. Gotcha. Right. And um, Debbie, I just, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to thank you. Um, for doing this with me because this has been like awesome. I love hearing your stories. They're so cool, especially the one about the killer whale. Um, thank you. I I really I really enjoy this and yeah, thank you, thank you so much. It's my pleasure and thanks for having me here. You're just fabulous and I wish you 
all the best and to your mom and dad. And I hope we can see each other in person someday soon. Thank you so much. And as for you, Jet, Missy, as your mom calls you, uh, what do you, again, the Droners? Uh, the Droners, that, that show, it's not released yet. Okay. But it's coming coming soon. And again, you can go to JetWalkerVO.com, correct? Yes. And you're on uh, Instagram? Yes. My ad on Instagram is Jetwalker Fitzgibbon. And also on Twitter. Yes. Sa- yeah, same thing. But no TikTok. No, okay. I don't have TikTok. That's going to do it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, our next show is next Thursday. That's August 6th. Allie Colleen. Allie Colleen is a country uh, music singer from Nashville, uh, blazing her own trail, and she is amazing. She'll be on episode number 76 next Thursday at 6.30 with co-host from Ambrosia, Ken Stacy. So great show there. Hey, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. (laughs) 